the Catholic Church in Germany is on the verge of formal schism. Yes, I'm aware that many have pointed out that the German bishops have been in this state of de facto schism for some time, but now the German bishops are pushing for radical changes to the church in their country. All the Vatican has already told them to slow down, put the brakes on this. This is one way you get schism. The bishops of Germany released a gigantic document that makes no mention of sin, but instead demands that the church must modernize in order to avoid alienating the people, and that they must include embracing sexual sin, perversion, and that we as Catholics must embrace secular political ideologies that democratize the church in violation of St. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, where the inerrant inspired word of God clearly forbids women becoming clergy, among other things. Yet the German bishops are embracing schism in the name of democracy. Sounds like Protestant nonsense to me, but okay. Some will say good about that, but understand that many, many souls will be led to perdition by the sins of these many maniacs. Let's get into this and its connection to the USCCB as two sides of the same coin. We know that Catholic prophecy has a consistent theme that in the run-up to the rise of Antichrist, a false church will be constructed over the edifice of the Catholic Church, and that those who build the false church will tear down the Catholic Church in the process, leaving only a remnant. This process began in earnest with Vatican II, but began before that with the sowing of the seed of Marxism and false ecumenism and false teachings about non-Catholic religions, putting them all on a par with the one true faith. This continued with the embrace of ideology of the sins of Eve by the hierarchy, who advocate for women's ordination, and of course by the welcoming of the James Martin Brigade in the clergy, among other things. There are many, many aspects to modernism. But it gets worse, and it will get worse. We know this because our Lord asked aloud if he would find faith in the world when he returned. I think that question was a warning for us, and we must cling to the faith that was taught before the beginning, or since the beginning of the church. The same faith that our forebears believed, whether those forebears lived a thousand years ago, 1900 years ago, or 75 years ago. The same faith must be embraced across time, and it must be defended against the machinations of the modernists. Their ultimate goal is power, and to be loved by the world. That's it. It isn't really all that complicated. Most of these people don't appear to have the Catholic faith at all, and those that hold to something that resembles the faith often preach open heresy, like nonsense about how we can hope that all men are saved, or that the Saracens and the Hebrews worship the same God as Christians do, while those groups themselves deny the Trinity and the divinity of our blessed Lord Jesus Christ. But of course we're used to this by now, and now we see the open calls for a new religion, and a new religion is precisely what the Germans are trying to build now, as well as what some in the USCCB are trying to do. But they're not alone. The very basics of the Catholic faith are being questioned, not only by the laity, who we already know mostly don't believe in the Eucharist or in the authority of the church to teach the moral law, but in the hierarchy itself. And like I said, nowhere is this more poignantly on display than at the USCCB meeting going on right now in Baltimore. Yes, the annual meeting of the bishops is happening. And it seems like it was was actually only yesterday they did this last year because Do you remember when church militants and others organized protests outside of that? Yeah, that was a year ago. But as I said yesterday, the bishops have been getting a talking to from Rome, warning them to fall in line with the so-called Magisterium of Francis. Which, by the way, is a first thing in church history. (laughs) There was never a Magisterium of Urban III, or a Magisterium of Pius IX, or a Magisterium of Leo XIII, but apparently there is a Magisterium of Francis. And that should concern people, 
not because of questions of the validity of his teaching. I mean, frankly, we're all mostly on the same page about that at this point anyway, but because there are a large number of lay Catholics and priests who will go to bat for the magisterium of Francis and demand that we must submit to it. Not because the magisterium of any individual pope is actually a real thing, but because most people don't know their faith and think that anything goes when it comes to the hierarchy trying to change the faith itself. Thus, we have people who will say that they're glad that Francis changed the teaching on the death penalty when he did no such thing at all, since he can't change what the church teaches on anything. He merely expressed his own opinion and tried like a dictator to pass that opinion off onto the church. And many will fall in line, but that passing off onto the church his opinions as magisterially binding, regardless of what the traditions and history of the church might say about it, is precisely what we're seeing at the USCCB meeting right now. And it's why there is a certain hypocrisy about what the what the, the Vatican is demanding of the Germans right at now. Let me give you a case in point here. October 4th, the Feast of St. Francis of Assisi, in the day that the worship of pagan idols in what looked like an enthronement ceremony took place in the Vatican Gardens happened. On that same day, the Germans were meeting to finalize their plans for their own country synod, which had been planned to happen simultaneously with the Amazon Synod, but has since been delayed to start at Advent. Yes, Advent, that joyous time of penance and preparation for the incarnation of the second person of the Trinity. Why? Because it is fitting time to launch an anti-Catholic revolution in the Church. I mean, Advent is, we call it Advent because it's the beginning. According to the fish wrapper called the National Catholic Reporter, the unfortunately but otherwise revealingly named Cardinal Marx had this to say on the matter. Quote, There are no stop signals from Rome for the Synodal Way, and we will proceed with it. That was the result of conversations in Rome and the unanimous opinion of our plenary conference here in Fulda, following a long debate. We will continually inform Rome about the Synodal Way. End quote. The fact is that there have been a meeting between Rome and the Germans when Rome apparently told them to fall in line, too, and to not to get too hasty with their so-called reforms, as what they wanted were changes so fundamentally different that Germany would, Germany would essentially go into schism unless the proposed changes were decided upon by Rome and enacted with their direction, possibly over the whole church. Again, that's really not how it works either, but, you know, you, you see what, what they're doing. But no, for the Germans, it's full steam ahead, and they can get away with it too. At least they'll get away with it while those responsible are still on Earth. I would not want to be these people when, you know, at my, at my judgment. Because Germany is one of the two most significant donor countries to the Vatican, and is one of the two most important countries in the EU. And, for, and Rome, for some reason, cares about both of those things. The other country that is the main financial powerhouse for, for the Vatican is actually the United States. Though obviously the U.S. has nothing to do with EU influence, at least it doesn't have that much. But it does beg the question, why can't the U.S. get away with defending some semblance of the Catholic faith, even if it is a highly politicalized, secularized, leftist version of it? In my estimation, it's because the Germans are ultimate instruments of the Francis revolution against God and his church, while the American bishops are merely running their own little operations and not near total sync with each other. It's how you get so many American bishops who don't completely suck running things in various dioceses in the U.S. The USCCB meeting in Baltimore is a good case in point of the internal debate between those who want to fall in line and those who want to defend some semblance of the Catholic faith, even if those who would defend it get some things pretty wrong. Uh, here's an example. The likes of Cardinal Sean O'Malley and Bishop Soto spent a great deal of time promoting the politics of immigration and essentially demanding a fight for open borders. 
which stands in stark contrast to the traditional teaching of the church on the duty of nations and on and of migrants on that issue. Go look into what St. Thomas Aquinas has to say about migration as a good example, and even the Catechism of John Paul II. But this is a prime example of the magisterium of Francis at work, and there has been little pushback against it. Why? Cardinal Malley said it looks self-serving because so many of the migrants are Catholic. And he's half right. It does look self-serving, but statistically he's wrong because either most migrants are not Catholic, or at least they don't remain the. Don't, they, most of them don't keep the Catholic faith once they've been living in this pornocracy of a culture the U.S. has become. Many, many of them leave the Catholic faith for various foaming at the mouth, flopping on the floor versions of Protestantism. But it is is self-serving because the USCCB gets millions upon millions of dollars annually from the U.S. government for refugee and migrant outreach programs, meaning the USCCB are themselves enriched off the politics of immigration. That's absolutely self-serving, and it makes up for the historic low giving the lady is doing on Sundays. I know I'm not the only one who lets a second collection basket go past unfilled unless it's something for something the bishops can't touch. Oh, and that reminds me about something here. Christmas and Easter collections are apparently not tithed by the diocese, meaning all of that money stays in their parish. You should double-check that with your, with, with your parish priest. But that should be food for thought for those wondering how to support your parish the way that we as Catholics are required to without giving to the diocese. Now, if a priest listening to this knows for a fact that I'm wrong about that, put it in the comments or email me, and I'll correct it. But otherwise, I'm certain I'm right about that, as I've heard that from various priests firsthand in different parts of the United States. But the U.S. bishops did defend orthodoxy in one way. On Tuesday, they voted on the issue of what I call on this channel Moloch worship, and I call it that because of censorship issues, to be perfectly honest. Medical Moloch worship is taxpayer-funded, despite the practice being a demonic violation of the natural law and a violation of common sense. Yet here we are. The bishops put to a vote whether to keep that issue a central issue of our time and of concern for the bishops. The bishops of the United States voted to keep Moloch worship as the important issue that it is, but tellingly, there were 69 American bishops who voted to reduce the focus of that issue, to keep it in line with the other issues they care about, and probably didn't make immigration seen as more important, or the environment. That's telling because it gives you an idea of how many of the supposed bishops of the church in America are actually not Catholic at all. Unfortunately, the names of those who voted on that issue, or any issue actually, are kept secret, otherwise I'd put their names on the blog. So yes, it looks like there's a potential schism brewing with the German bishops. But the problem is this. I fully expect Francis to permit the Germans to do whatever it is they want to do, because money talks. Thus, we'll see the so-called Synodal Way take full force. And what do these maniacs mean by the Synodal Way? In short, it's permitting the Catholic Church to devolve into the Anglican Church in terms of governance, with primacy of the fundamentals of the faith being moved from Rome to the local national conferences of bishops. So you might end up finding yourself in a situation where certain moral teachings of the church are just different in different places. And you know, figures like Malachi Martin and others had actually been warning about this for decades, that the modernists have been pushing for this revolution for a long time. And when it goes through, the church will be fundamentally different from country to country. And, we're, and again, we're not talking about the rights of the liturgy here, folks, but whether Moloch worship is a sin, or sexual depravity is embraced, or whether there are James Martin-style priests out in the open, or whether they're not only out in the open, but married to another priest. All of that is coming out if something doesn't change, and we know that because the Germans have advocated for nearly all of that out in the open as well. And remember, the ideas that occupied only a couple of pages of the final Amazon Synod document that everyone in the commentary sphere spent most of their time covering 
instead of ignoring the power play with the UN that that document represented, most of those ideas were proposed by the Germans, who were the ones behind the Amazon Synod anyway. So this meeting coming in a couple of weeks will be something that I'll have to cover, unfortunately. I'd rather spend my advent providing happy and spiritually strengthening stories, but unfortunately, the Germans are using the run-up to the happiest time of the year to propose and likely initiate some kind of revolution in the church that amounts to a schism, even if Rome permits it to happen, and pretends that the Germans are inventing a new religion like, like every other Protestant sect did before these Protestants who choose to remain in the institutional church are planning to do. But such is the nature of the state of the church today, so keep praying for the church. The USCCB meeting itself has been fascinating to watch, especially on Twitter, where Catholics of all stripes have been angrily replying to the U.S. bishops' call for various different controversial parts of the Democratic Party's presidential platform to be focused on with bishops next year. They didn't characterize it that way, but I am, and for good reason. If you ever wondered what it would look like if Cardinal O'Malley was running for president, hop onto Twitter and find the USCCB account and watch in real time as poor seminarian, some poor seminarian who's running that account is having to deal with a backlash when he tweets things about gun control and secular schools and the rest. It's bizarre to watch because these maniacs are ignoring the elephants in the room, the wholesale apostasy from the faith that is slowly unfolding in America, and of course everywhere else, with hundreds of thousands of Catholics leaving the faith every year at the same time that those who think they're Catholic reject the real presence of Jesus Christ in the Eucharist and the, teach the moral teaching authority of the Church. To his credit, Bishop Barron brought the issue up at the USCCB meeting, but even he fails to realize that the modernism that he actually defends and promotes is responsible for that rejection in the first place. I'll have some things to say about Bishop Barron soon, either this week or next. Stay tuned for that. For now, his statements and the statements from Archbishop Chaput were the only ones I heard that directly concerned the gospel, though I'm sure others spoke out in defense of the teaching of the faith. But modernism is on display in Baltimore right now. And there's little different between the U.S. and German bishops, save for the fact that many American bishops have decided to interpret Amoris Laetitia in a way that Rome is not exactly pleased with, and have all but forgotten about Laudato Si. And neither of those things is in keeping with the so-called Magisterium of Francis. Thus we see the call for them to fall in line at the Synod, and thus we see the Germans possibly being able to get away with their schismatic acts. And thus we see the tug-of-war at the Baltimore USCCB meeting. It's enough to make a normal Catholic want to pull out his hair in frustration. So what do you think of all this? The church is a mess. The USCCB seems to be in a state of disarray, but that's normal anyway. Oh, fun fact. Cardinal Bernadin was a co-founder of the USCCB and founded the organization to promote political activism. Yes, the accused Satanist is one of the founding fathers of a nominally Catholic organization that just debated whether Moloch worship should still be opposed by the church. Go figure. Thank you for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.